Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello again and welcome back to Nine Bob Note. I'm Paul. And I'm Ken. Hi there. <clears throat> Hello. What have you got for us this week, Paul? It's your turn. This week, Ken, I'm going to serve up a plough person's lunch. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, yes. Fire away. <laughs> so this is uh, the the news, uh, and it, got, it ties into many of the episodes we've done, but it, a pub in Devon, uh, which was serving a ploughman's lunch, which is traditionally, it, it, it's just, it's, it's like a plate of bread and cheese. And, and pickles, you know, pickles and salad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this pub, They've said as a joke, or as a, as a bit of a light-hearted nod, um, the, the pub in Devon was near a lot of farms, and they said we get a lot of farmers in who are men and women. So we wanted to pay homage to, <laughs> to the ladies who come in as well. And so they renamed the Ploughman's Lunch a Plough Person's Lunch. I'm pretty sure that they were quite aware of the publicity that they were going to be getting for this. And it's worked quite well because obviously there was a huge backfire to it and the usual suspects came out. (laughs) It's political correctness gone mad and largely a hugely invented history of the Ploughman's Lunch, which which wasn't true at all. Yeah, and so the the pub has uh, essentially got its own way. And I know this is something that you mentioned a few weeks ago when we were talking about something else is they did this there was the uproar got in the papers gone on twitter the name of the pub uh, which i'm not going to say because i don't, I don't want to, <laughs> um and also because i obviously haven't read obviously, obviously that would be monstrous <laughs> the last i read that they'd been forced to rethink the decision so whether that i mean i assume they just didn't even bother to reprint the menus <laughs> but i thought it's something that you probably have something to say about so. <laughs> Uh, less than you think. It was one of those stories that I looked at, and because uh, it's a few weeks ago now, but it, I looked at it and thought, I'm not even giving you <laughs> my own internal airtime on this. It's just, having not read the story, it's, it's unfair to comment too far on it. But regrettably, whether it's a publicity stunt or not, and it's a it's a cracking bit of marketing, as uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're taking. Yeah, we've decided to cancel Spotted Dick because it might be. Uh, oh, I, I, I love Spotted Dick. Political correctly, I'm going to buy a Spotted Dick. Good. <laughs> it is unfortunately symbolic of the way things are moving that everything's got to be homogenised and that. Because no. There can't be many people out there that genuinely look at things, ploughman, chairman, blackboard, and think, it's outrageous that it's still called that in the 22nd <laughs> century of 20... That's the second time I've done that. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've just been fixing the time machine out back. But this, this sanitization of terms that have historically, they're just there. They're not causing any offence, but we've got to change them in case they do cause offence. And and as a result, you get this huge negative wave. It doesn't do the cause any good. It's a tiny little thing. It's a whimsical throwaway thing that 
it's a ploughman's lunch. It's it's always going to be a ploughman's lunch. I don't think you're going to change the world by one pub calling it a plough person's lunch. But it's it's just a, a symbolic of a wider thing that's going on. And I think homogenising things that have historically been just given a name that has fallen into historical use. Once you start changing that, people are going to push back against it. It's not like you've created something new. The men's only salad. <laughs> uh, a manly salad for manly men. <laughs> Which I think might justifiably cause... Mm. Now, in, in years gone by, it'd be brushed off as a bit of larrikin, jokey humour. Now it would not, and it, it would probably cause more offence than... But a ploughman's lunch. I don't know, it's just... Yeah, it, it was a particularly silly example. Yeah. And one of the comments was, well, the reason why it's called a ploughman's lunch is because back in the olden days, when, when it was only men who used to go out and plough the fields, they needed something that they could throw it all together and then go back out to the field with it in their hand. Um. And, <laughs> and it was like, what? And this, it, it was quite a long thing that she, she went on. She was like, so they were, it was a, it was a woman who did. So, so it was all men. So they, they were ploughmen. But uh, that's actually not true. Ploughman's Lunch was invented in the 1950s by a cheese marketing board mm. in an attempt to get more people to eat cheese. But yeah, something like that. Yes. You wouldn't say, if you saw a, a woman farmer ploughing a field you wouldn't say oh she's a ploughman you, you know you would say she's a farmer or you know or whatever mm. but it's still just a traditional thing it is a very silly thing but a lot of these people it goes back to what you were talking about the with the fake outrage mm. a few weeks ago people are just making things up getting outraged by things so there was um, a big outcry the other week because um there was a school uh, that had decided that they were going to send letters home and they weren't going to say to mums and dads. They, it was going to say parents and guardians. And there was a big outcry about that. That's always been the case. They've always been called parents and guardians. Right back to when we were yeah. kids. Always. Yeah. And I know when we adopted the kids, our kids go to um, a Catholic school and one of the forms we had to... Well, most of the forms were just fairly standard. One of the forms that we had to fill in had mother's name, father's name. And the headmistress said to us when she, you know, when we were going through the forms, she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We'll get that changed. And she, she did get it changed for the future. We weren't, we weren't bothered. We no. just, but that kind of thing, you can understand why somebody might get upset by something like that. No one's going to get upset by going into a pub and saying, well, I don't want the plow man's <laughs> Yeah. It's, well, there's two things there, isn't there? I mean, the the headmistress there, or head teacher, is it? You see, it's not even headmistress mm. anymore, it's head teacher. <laughs> From that little anecdote there, clearly it had never crossed their minds because they'd never had to deal with the situation mm. before. It wasn't a, well, you don't exist. Uh, we, we don't yeah, recognise your, your aberration. <laughs> uh, but another thing is that there's no such thing as a ploughman anymore. There, there, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> People are not hired as ploughmen. It's a back actor on a fucking great tractor. All you do is change the um, the appendage on the on the the back actor. So farmers are farmers. Mm. The end. Yeah. And you know, I've spent a long time working in horticulture and agriculture, and this it just doesn't go on. People are just the hands now. They're not. Mm. Uh, if somebody works on a farm, they're 
A ploughman is a conceit, really. It's something from a, you know, some sort of pastoral scene from the 16th century. It's yeah. not really a 20th century. <laughs> it's not even a word that we use anymore. So, again, tongue-in-cheek, it's clearly a, a publicity stunt that's worked rather well. But it's just an, another example of how people can get hypersensitive over fuck all. We had, um, I was reading something, because I, I gave myself a voluntary Twitter ban recently. Mm-hmm. I just I just had enough of it. <laughs> The outright hatred. I've I've used this analogy before. Facebook is like a velociraptor. You'll put something perfectly innocuous on Facebook and somebody out of nowhere will savage you. You've not even seen it coming. (laughs) And you're left with this, what the hell happened there? (laughs) But Twitter is like a Tyrannosaurus Rex that's been kicked in the balls. It's just, this thing is angry all the time. There's no love and, and compassion on Twitter. It's all tales of woe and how the world's a terrible place and mm. everybody in it's awful. And humanity should be just burned in a ball of flame because nobody's nice to anybody ever. Yes. But Mother's Day, we've had Mother's Day a few weeks ago, and there was um, a poem that had been written in a school. or it was uh, The kids were all making Mother's Day cards mm. and... They'd got this Mother's Day poem from somewhere, one of the teachers had written it or something. And it was, it had lines in it like, you know, mum does the shopping and makes the tea. Mum might not have a degree, but she's brilliant. And, you know, and there was this huge twist of fury about this. What do you mean mum does the shopping? What do you mean mum makes the tea? Mum doesn't have a degree. Are you saying that women can't get degrees? And well, No, but not everyone in the world has a degree. The vast majority of my family don't have degrees. I've got three degrees. They're fuck all news. They've done, they've done me no good whatsoever. There's this backlash against everything that everything that everybody says must be a direct attack in mm. some way. I mean, I don't particularly like vodka. You're saying you don't like Russians. Is that an attack on the Russian nation? What about the Polish? They make vodka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, and especially because, obviously, this, this ploughman's lunch thing... The, you know the story was in a couple of papers, but it, most of the the ground zero of the, the debate, shall we say, was all on Twitter. And and there is that thing on Twitter where you have to have an opinion, and it has to be one way or the other, and you have to reinforce it. And anyone who disagrees with you is wrong and evil and deserves to be banned. And it doesn't matter what side of the argument you are. Yeah. And there there was um. There was an example just today, in fact, some guy had put something on Twitter and it was it was a really stupid, stupid thing. It was something, you know, about gender critical people, but it was a really stupid comment. And it was hugely, hugely offensive to trans people and to gay people. <clears throat> and he immediately, as soon as he'd done it, everyone look at this guy reporting getting banned mm. getting banned and you know all all of the comments came on and then when you actually look at some of the other stuff that he's posted he, he actually is a i think he's actually a gay man himself and he is a huge supporter of it and it was actually a quite a misguided attempt at a satirical comment oh. <laughs> but the damage had already been done i mean it was really stupid but the speed at which twitter piled yeah on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think he, he's going to be on Twitter for <laughs> very much longer. But there is that, and this is was a very you know light hard story. And whether whether the pub did do it as a bit of a joke, or whether they thought, oh, let's you know hold on, we better try and be a bit a little bit politically correct. Which, as you say, I can't imagine anyone in their right mind would ever think that a ploughman's lunch was going to 
offend people. But <laughs> I, you never. It's twenty twenty two. I anything goes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world is a very curious place, and increasingly, I find myself not really fitting into it very well because I, I just look around <laughs> and think. There's the whole at the time of recording. You know, we're all under threat of death from <laughs> Vlad, and uh, there are just bigger things in the world mm. to worry about. And people are now inventing things yes. to be annoyed about and worried about. And uh, I mean, I, on the one hand, I do get it, and I look at things and, and I think you are eroding our culture with all these little moralistic crusades. But on the other hand, some of the stuff you're getting absolutely incensed about is nothing. Yeah. Let it go. Yes, that's it. There are things on both mm. both sides. No, there aren't, Paul. You are <laughs> yeah, all for or all against. Twitter, sorry, but there was like um, I think I think I've mentioned it before. There was a cereal on on the front of the cereal packet. It said "Great for Mums" with the idea that it was um, a quick and easy. Yeah, yeah, quick and easy. While while Mum was you know baking or whatever mm. you know, or, and a little. Girl, I think it was a little girl, wrote into the the cereal company and said, I haven't got a mum. And it was just, you know, it was like, I really, it, you know, just like kids do things mm. like that. And she just, she wrote in, she said, like, I really like your cereal. I haven't got a mum. And they, so they changed the packaging and said, great for parents. And the uproar about that, oh, so mums don't exist anymore. <laughs> and you just think, ah, oh, they, they just did it as a nice gesture just for this one person. But also think of all the people who don't have a mum who mm. now you know, they probably wouldn't have even noticed it. They, nobody was offended by it. But now they just feel a little bit more included. And yet there's still people on Twitter who, who get angry about the changing of one word on a box of cereal. See, the problem that I've got with all this, I, I can see both sides of the coin on that. I mean, it's a very sweet story. But whether you've got a, a, a mum or not, it's dying out as a thing now because as, as society evolves and, and society's always evolved, whether people like to, to look back with rose tinted glasses or not, society has always evolved. But great for mums, it, it just conjures up this image of the busy mum baking and cooking and, and looking <laughs> after the children. You no, know, just being a mumsy sort of, you know, playing with toys and taking them to nursery and, and the traditional things that mums do mm. that are all very sweet and, and motherly. And, and yes, I know that mums are not now primarily <laughs> the, the stay-at-home parents. They are not, it, it, society has evolved. But it's like the ploughman's thing. It's just a little romantic flutter. It's mm. not a, a statement of how society should be. It's like when you see, oh, I don't know, the image of the country pub with people playing cricket on the on the <laughs> green. I don't know any pubs that are like that, but it's still a nice romantic image mm. of, of what a country pub is like. Just because it's not true in 21st, it doesn't mean that we can't imagine fluffy images. There aren't any yeah. unicorns. There aren't any, you know, there, there aren't any fairies or, or my little ponies galloping round with the <laughs> rainbow tails, but... I think people read far too much into things as political statements when in actual fact they're just throwaway ideas and, and whimsical fantasies rather than a political statement. And mm. we, have, we have both seen things where stuff that should be whimsical that's been trying to make political statements, you've spoiled the, everything about it by trying to homogenise yourself and, and appeal to everybody. 
just don't be afraid of, of these things. It's only the very, very vocal minority that give a shit. And the vast majority of people don't. But you, you always get a vocal minority that shouts so loud that it's easy to be convinced that they are the majority. And in real, they're not. Mm. Yeah, but in, in, that, <laughs> in that example, you can still get that image of families oh no you, you, you that particular great, example yeah. great for parents i i do it's a <clears throat> it's a valid point and it is a valid point but the person that put the great for mums on the box in the first place i'm fairly sure there wasn't a hidden subtext that oh no it was just a nice fluffy idea it was a, probably from the 70s or something wasn't it when uh, there were all the adverts were mums in yeah, aprons and stuff yeah even the oxo <laughs> mums disappeared it was i mean that was always a family unit it just <laughs> happened to be the mum that was making the gravy but that was dropped as a not representative yeah, yeah. it was a, a nice family scene uh, having sunday dinner together i don't know anyway <laughs> but i just think people read far too much into stuff that is just meant to meant to be nice mm. not everything has to be a, a statement no no Right, well, I think uh, I think we've wrung everything that we can out of the ploughmans. Um, Are we still talking about the plough things lunch? <laughs> Is this the the plough person's lunch. So I think it's time to get the feather bowers out and decide whether or not this is an important subject. In the grand scheme of things, I don't like <laughs> cultural erosion. I, I do see this for, for what it probably is, a, a marketing stunt. Uh, I don't think it's overly healthy to course correct everything. To a, I'm going to give it three because it's neither here nor there. But mm. I personally, I'm not keen on renaming things for fear of offence. I mean, I th- there was a, an Australian chocolate bar, I think, called Coon. <laughs> and it's been called... I know, but it, but it wasn't that. It wasn't... I think it was derived from an Aboriginal word. Right. And they've they've recently rebranded it because of the the connotations, mm. but it wasn't named that way originally because of the racial slur that it's now taken as. It's just been known as that for about seventy years or something. So that <laughs> I can understand why they've changed yeah. the, the name. <laughs> it may that may genuinely cause offence yes. now. Yeah, but something else where you know you just think oh, somebody might not like that. You know. There was a thing on, um, and this was, this was a few years ago, a company in America that made wheelchairs for children, and they were called Spaz Chairs. <laughs> but it's because in America, they, and they, they, because they were something that you could just spaz around on, because it was, it was just a But when it came over here and everyone's like, you cannot use that. And it was, you know, it was a genuine sort of, Trans- cultural thing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah that, again you can understand why that got changed but yeah so some things maybe. understandably yeah i can i can grasp that it, it's just i think it's the the changing names just in case yeah just in case someone gets offended because language evolves i, I will maintain this to my dying breath language <laughs> evolves and stuff that we are saying now and i can't wait for all these virtue signalers in 20 years to find that the stuff that they're championing now is actually, in 20 years' time, we don't use that term anymore. <laughs> oh, no, then we'll have to go all the way around again. <laughs> oh, 
It's tiring. Uh, I, I would conquer and give it a three. It's something that I, quite, I thought was quite funny. It worked quite well for the pub because they got their name out there and it offended quite a few people on Twitter who uh, deserve, deserve to be a yeah. Hurrah! <laughs> now, this week, I have got a Twitter twatter. Bizarre! <laughs> God, I love that jingle. What have you got for us this week? This this week, it, it is tied into the uh, the idea that people are just making things up to be outraged about. Mm. So this uh, this week, I'm going to uh, nominate Kay Burley. Oh my <laughs> God! Oh. The chicken in a basket style journalist from Sky News, fresh from her uh, ban and suspension for breaking COVID rules, she's back, um, and she was. On the, on the day of recording, she uh, she had an interview this morning with MP Angela Rayner. I almost forgot her name then. Who I'm pissy uh, you didn't. <laughs> there were a number of different things covered in the interview. Uh, quite a lot of it, uh, which we'll, we won't talk about today, because I'm sure there'll be episodes about it in the future, uh, was about uh, the genitals of transgender people, to which Angela Rayner actually provided a re- you know really good thought out response to the ridiculous questions but Kay Burley then moved on to another story a story which you may have seen which is that men who are going being sent for scans in hospitals are given a form to fill in in fact everyone who goes for a scan in the hospital is given a form to fill in and one of the um, one of the questions on the generic form is do you think you might be pregnant or is or is there any way you could be pregnant and this is a form that's given to everyone but the outrage was, of course, because it has been given to some transgender men who could be pregnant. Yes. Yeah. That's not the purpose. I think it's just because it's a generic form that's given to everyone. I've been asked many times if I'm pregnant or yeah. if I've... When you it, go and give blood, just it's one of form. the questions. Yeah. Kay Bailey decided to focus on this and asked Angela, what do you think of the, uh, the fact that, that men who are already traumatised by being in hospital and having to go for a scan, and they've got all these things going through their head, and now being having to answer a question. For the benefit of the listeners at home, I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> and it was just like, nobody cares. All you do is tick a box. Do you think you might be pregnant? No. End of subject. Maybe a funny story for when you get home. Oh, you'll never guess what. They asked me if I thought I might be pregnant. Me? Uh. But... <laughs> You know, like, nobody's traumatised by it. Uh, this was just one of many examples of why. What about all the women that have been through the menopause? But yeah, well, this is why. This is why we don't uh, we don't get started on that. Yeah, exactly the same form for them. Do you think you might be pregnant? How dare you ask me that? I've had a hysterectomy. It's clearly yeah. on my records. Yeah, exactly. But it's the uh, it's the men folk who are who are left traumatised, according to Mrs. Burley. Kay Burley. Oh, she's another. Oh, she. Head first into the bin. <laughs> Sky News is of the same. It's the English stable of Fox mm. News. <laughs> uh, I don't watch Sky News. I, no. I just, I have seen the briefest glimpses of it over the years. And it's just that, that stable of news channel that's hysterics all the time. And that everything, it's the Daily Mail mm. of, of news channels yes. where... There's a cracking meme that I wheel out over and over <laughs> about do not read the Daily Mail. Red wine. Does it cure cancer or does it give you more cancer? 
you just don't know. And <laughs> it just all the, day you read it. Yeah. It's this terrible hysteria that the world's uh, just a, an abominable place and we're all going to die in misery. Mm. There's no joy in the world at all and everything's out to get you. Even the people that are trying to help you are out to get you. You just can't see it. <laughs> There was a, years ago a, sort of an in-between spitting image series. There's been a few. Mm. And one was called Newsoids. Right. It, was, uh, it was actually very good. It was a, a good successor to spitting image. It was half puppets, half CGI. Right. And uh, they used to have Kay Burley on, and she'd be interviewing people. Then, and every now and again, her, a, a snake tongue had come out and her <laughs> eyes had go green. <laughs> what a horrible, hateful woman she is. But that's exactly the sort of thing that... Gullible people tune into and think that that's the voice of reason. Yeah. Who's the other one? The one that you casually wish dead. Hopkins. Yes, the the Hopkins creature. You know, they're just hateful people that have made their entire careers on being utterly shit to people. Yeah. Piers Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. He deserves that alarm just for being alive. I will never forget Piers Morgan. The first time I was really exposed to him as a person was decades ago on (laughs) Have I Got News For You. He just made this pointedly sarcastic, snidey little pop at Ian Hislop. You're getting a new neighbour soon. I'll have my long lenses ready. And then Ian Hislop, in the way that he does, he just completely sort of turned the tables on (laughs) the Morgan creature. And uh, Piers Morgan, in all seriousness, said, you're just invading my privacy here. I'm I'm not comfortable with it. That's your bloody job, uh, Morgan. You asshole. You colossal bellend. And he's been a colossal bellend ever since. since. Yep. And Clive Anderson was sat next to him. Maybe it's that period where Paul Merton wasn't on Have I Got News mm. For You, is it? But Clive Anderson was sat next to him and he said, I, I don't know much about television peers, but uh, they, they've turned up to see these. We're, we're the guests. They've not come to see us. So uh, you're on slightly dodgy ground here. Oh, these hateful, hateful media types. And Kay Burley is just, she's one of the, she's up there. Yes. In the hit parade of awfulness. There she is. Long long may she rot. Yes. God, (laughs) nice. And on that outraged note, we'll give it, we'll call it a day. We'll wrap it up until next week. So thank you very much, Ken. Tatty bye. Bye. Nine Bob Node featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the program was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.